very much indeed for tuning our way this evening. Roy here with you until 7pm. Before we get going, just going to wrap up all today's action. As I mentioned, that big, big afternoon in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals and uh, two good games and uh, two good wins. The Rockies beating Aaron's own 321 to 21 points in the opening game. And then the Bars... Uh, beating 13-man Newtown Chandram 225 to 20 points was how that finished we'll hear reaction from both sides in just a bit Andrew Horgan was covering the game for us as well we'll get his views on both games in just a little bit as well earlier in the uh, Cork Ladies Football Senior A semi-finals Warren Abbey beating Ahada 115-25 Aero Oak beating Bride Rovers 513 to 11 points that means it'll be Warren Abbey and Aero Oak in the final that's a repeat of last year's decider in the senior B semi-finals I finished Clannan Kilty 2-9 Kinsale 1-8 from Oi 2-12 St. Fowles 15 points or Clannan from Oi will go head to head in the B final uh, Munster still without a win in the United Rugby Championship they suffered a late heartbreak in Wales this afternoon the Dragons coming from behind to win 23-17 at Rodney Parade Stephen Archer and Ben Healy crossing over for the visitors wasn't enough though to stop Graham Roundtree's men from slipping to their second defeat in as many weeks not going according to plan for the Reds there at all uh, as I mentioned Claire Shine's top for show uh, she's played her final game of football the Cork women start for Glasgow City today their 2-0 win over Hart Shine announced yesterday on social media that she was uh, calling it a day um, so we'll talk to uh, Dylan uh, O'Connell who was uh, over at that game today in Glasgow we'll talk to him about that in just a little bit and we'll hear a little bit of what Claire had to say she was uh, speaking to uh, Glasgow City's media team so we're going to hear a little bit of what Claire had to say on that uh, Manchester City doing uh, battle uh, this afternoon in uh, the uh, Women's Super League with Chelsea both sides lost their opening games Chelsea leading 2-0 heading for the final whistles for Manchester United beat West Ham 2-0 Aston Villa winning by the same margin against uh, Leicester City earlier Brighton beating Reading 2-1 Liverpool meet Everton and Merseyside Derby at 6.45 England boss Gareth Southgate says he'll keep working with every hour he has to improve their fortunes he's under serious pressure following a run of five games another win and relegation from the top tier of the Nations League just before they kick off their World Cup campaign in November he says that's something he has to accept I've seen the cycle of war with the media I've seen uh, absolute loving we're somewhere in the middle of that or maybe not quite in the middle so that's fascinating to observe from my side and it's a life experience that I knew at some point would probably come with this job Wales meanwhile looking to avoid uh, following England into the second tier of the Nations League tonight they have to be Poland and Cardiff to survive the last game before the World Cup manager Rob Page says he left Qatar on his mind this evening we want to win the game it's all about us and it's about us working on our style again then and, and formation that we want to we want to succeed in, in in the World Cup so it'll be, be about our prep for the World Cup but again we want to win the game to stay in the division here at home, Waterford closing the gap on Galway United in second place in the SSC or Tristy League First Division today. The Blues had a comfortable 3 0 win at home, uh, away to Bay Wanderers, I should say, at the Carlisle Grounds. Richard Taylor, Shane Griffin, and Phoenix Patterson all with the goals there in the only game of the day. So Waterford five points behind Galway now with four games left to play. Of course, City still seven points. Clear Galway United with a game in hand. City not in action this week. Um, so Galway United uh, could be back to within four points. They play a Treaty United away in Limerick on Friday night. Everyone hoping that a Treaty United 
can do City a favour this coming Friday night. In rowing, Ireland picking up their fourth medal at the World Rowing Championships in the Czech Republic. Nita Puspure and Zoe Hyde holding, holding off Australia, uh, to, uh, Austria even, to take bronze in the women's double skulls final. Romania's will come gold in the Netherlands picking up the silver medal. That means Ireland in the championships with two golds and two bronze in golf and a battling performance from Leona Maguire coming up just short at the final round of the KPMG Women's Irish Open this afternoon strong back nine put the Cavan woman back in contention before just running out of holes at Dremont Castle she finished with a four under par round of 68 to end on 13 under par one shot off the lead the Solheim Cup star started the weekend 10 back and had been looking to become the first home golfer to win the event incredible performance uh, from her this weekend it was uh, Clara Spilkova of the Czech Republic the champion after beating two other players in a playoff on the 18th hole Athletics uh, Kenya's Elliot Kipchoge has broken his own world marathon record I was watching this this morning. He is a phenom. The Olympic champion took today's Berlin Marathon in two hours, one minute and nine seconds. That's absolutely frightening. That's uh, 30 seconds off his previous best on the same course four years ago. That pace to me is just absolutely astounding. Uh, he still thinks he can go quicker though. Still more in my legs are still more. My mind is still actually thinking wise, still moving. The body actually still absorbing the trainings and racing. Two hours, one minute, nine seconds for a marathon. That is absolutely incredible stuff. I did a half marathon in two hours. He's literally running twice as fast as I was that day. And I thought I was running quick that day. Maybe I was running quick for me, but I'm not Elliot Kipchoge. But that is just absolutely incredible stuff uh, from the Kenyan. And I was watching it this morning. It was absolutely fantastic. Tuned in because there was a lot of talk beforehand if he was going to break the two-hour barrier. And uh, just falling short of that. But look, just incredible stuff and a pleasure to watch him perform earlier on this morning. Uh, Olympic boxing is in danger of being left out of the future games after today's meeting of the International Boxing Association. The governing body for the sport has refused to hold another presidential election after the controversial re election of Russian born Umar Kremlev. Delegates voted 106 to 36 not to rerun the election in an outcome which is likely to anger the International Olympic Committee. There will be boxing at Paris in 2024, but its inclusion at the 2028 Games is certainly far from certain following today's events. That would be an absolute shame if boxing weren't at the Games in 2028. And Ireland have won two gold medals at the FIG World Challenge Cup event in Paris. The Olympian Reese McLennan came first with a score of 15.150 on the pommel horse as he edged out his uh, Kazakh opponent into second. Elsewhere, Belfast man Eamon Montgomery opened the day with gold in the floor event with a score of 14.250. And the Challenge Cup is a series of events held around the world with this competition serving as warm-up for the World Championships. And actually, speaking of boxing, Anthony Joshua says he will sign a contract to fight Tyson Fury once his lawyers have checked it. WBC heavyweight champion Fury has given his fellow uh, British boxer a deadline of Monday to agree terms, or he said he'll walk away from the bout. Their highly anticipated meeting is expected to take place on the 3rd of December. All right, we are going to start the show with uh, Gaelic Games, and as I mentioned, it's it was it's been just look a terrific afternoon of hurling uh, down in Porky Cueve. Andrew uh, Horgan was there for us covering both games, uh, but uh, we'll hear from both managers, um, uh, both victorious managers. The Bars uh, victory today for them over Newtown Shandrum over thirteen man Newtown Shandrum this afternoon as it finished the Bars two twenty five Newtown Shandrum at twenty points near into the final to face Black Rock. We'll hear from Louis McQueen of the Rockies in a second. First, here's Jerk Cunningham of the Bears. 
Jack, congrats on the win. What are your thoughts overall and the performance? Yeah, sure. Look, we came down here with kind of one objective, really. Like to, we haven't been in a county final in 29 years, so that was our aim, that was our goal, and uh, you know, absolutely delighted to be there. Uh, you know, we face a, a massive task now the next day against our old rivals, the Rockies, who we haven't seen in a final for played each other for 40 years. So, look, it's great to be here. Great to be there. Um, you know, we were, we were delighted. We knew coming down to, we expected a very massive game from Newtown today, but we felt we were ready. We had, we had, we had trained well. We were in a good place. So it's great for our younger guys to come. You know, that have, um, that have now the opportunity to play in the county final. You know, but also for our senior guys that have been around, the, been around a fair few years, giving the Bears massive service. You know, they don't get a chance to play in the county final as well. Yeah, you obviously started really quickly as well. Was that maybe extra motivation because the Bears or the Rockies were already in the final? No, no, we didn't even, we didn't even watch it. You know, we didn't even. It came down. Just our focus was on ourselves. Uh, who we were, you know, who was in the final didn't matter until until after the game. We were just focusing, trying to get a good start, trying to build early into the game, and uh, you know we we, we we started really well. Kind of took our foot off the pedal when uh, when Connor Toomey was sent off. I think that for the following ten minutes, kind of went a bit away from us. Like we kind of started, you know, not doing what we're good at, uh, and you know they came into the game as, as and saw an opportunity and pushed on and got some great scores. And half time was only five in it, but I think the answer, you know, we had a chance to regroup and the goal after half time, tacked on a few points and uh, I think that was game done. Yeah, it's a brilliant goal as well by Ben. Obviously, had a great game as well overall, one nine. Yeah, you know, like all the rest, they worked really hard. You know what I mean? All the way through. You know, different days, people get different scores, and uh, you know, that's, you know, so it's, it's all about team effort, and uh, you know, we're, we're we're delighted. You know, it's, 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 it's we've got a thirty that we that, that work hard, and you know, some guys don't get uh, you know don't get a chance to perform on days like that, and hopefully they'll drive on and they might uh, put themselves in you know to play in the county final sometime in the future. Yeah, and the final now is the first time since 1993. Obviously, brings back good memories for yourself. But um, just what was. What, like what's the motivation now and like how much are you looking forward to that and what does it mean to the club yeah it sure means look it's, it's massive for the Bears you know we, we saw the support up there today there's a whole generation of, of young Bears players who have never seen the Bears play even a semi-final let alone a final so look we're delighted that you know that uh, we, we pride ourselves on, on trying to be trying, trying to try, trying to compete and be compete at the top level we haven't been there for a while but there's been an awful lot of work done over the years by an awful lot of people trying to get the Bears back and you know I'm lucky enough to be at the end of it this year that uh, you know we've of less coming through but people who who have helped to build these young fellas coming through you know they need to take massive credit as well and great balance as well I thought Jordan. you hit 225 and I think you're only 5 wide so your, your efficiency in front of the post must be a very pleasing aspect yeah it was good it was good all round you know what I mean as I say take out the 10 minutes that we had there for before half time and you would have to say like you know we've had a pleasing performance look semi-finals generally there to be won that's what it's all about just getting to the final we, we, we have a chance now to play for the cup the next day so we look forward to that and I was looking I think he lost nine semi-finals between 93 and today so and I think the last one was Aaron's own maybe when you last time you were manager as well. So I think we won that. There was one after that. I think to, oh, okay. I think there was one more after that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of it's nice to get there. As you said, losing semi-finals is, is after all the years work is horrible. So but look, only, only two teams can get to the final, and we're we're delighted to be there. And player last time, manager this time. So how? Uh, yeah, it looked at uh, that's all part of it. You know, so if I can give something back in along with the lads that I have given given me hand, John Cremin, Sean McCarthy, Billy Shea, Fergal O'Mahony, you know, Adrian O'Brien, all. The backroom team, you know, and 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 the supporting, the upward supporting committee as well, you know, and the supporters in the club, you know, what I mean? look, uh, uh, everyone, that, you know, there's been massive work done over the years, and uh, you know, all those people can take, uh, t- you know, they can take a quiet moment to reflect tonight, and they've played their part as well. 
That's the Barrett's boss, George Cunningham, there speaking to the Big Red Bench after their win over Newtown today. That sees them into the Co-op Superstars Premier Senior Hurling Championship uh, final. Uh, that will be on Sunday, October 16th. Uh, it'll be the Rockies and the Bars in that decider at 4pm. Beforehand, it'll be Inascara versus Castlemartyr in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final. So a huge weekend of hurling ahead in three weeks' time. And uh, we're going to hear now from uh, the Rockies boss, uh, Louis Mulquin speaking after their win today and uh, goals win games and that was certainly the case uh, for the Rockies today as uh, the beat earns on 321 to 21 points and now we're going to hear uh, from Louis Mulqueen in conversation with Andrew and uh, the rest of the, the hurling journalist and Parky Grieve it was, it was kind of workmanlike we got over the line wouldn't still be happy with the hurling we're playing mm-hmm. that won't win a county final that performance um, got three good goals in the second half that gave the distance between a very very determined team that hung in all the time it was point for point like we were scored and next thing they'd come back and get a point or two that type of thing so it was a tight game up to probably we got the first goal then we got a bit of daylight then we got a second goal and then you knew you were a little bit more comfortable but a very spirited performance by Aaron's own um, we knew we were up against coming up against a very determined team that you know have nothing but respect for them the experience that they've brought to the Cork hurling scene but we felt if we played today that we were going to win ourselves it was about ourselves to be honest wasn't overly happy with the first half they were getting they were getting on the brakes like we our plan was to win the puck outs get on the break but they were getting the brakes and then there was nicking point when we should have been getting scores mm-hmm. so looked at it at half time needed to re- reassess that the ball wasn't going quick enough into Alan and Robbie but when it went in the second half they did the damage that way but from our point of view it was a job well done for today to get over the line but not overly happy that we have played to our potential yet Okay. so there's three weeks to try and work on that so whoever comes out of the second semi-final there now we have serious work to do to, to match either of the teams the guys push Robbie Cotter and Alan Connolly inside I mean they always look dangerous mm. yeah. I think being honest like looking at Robbie's form this year like not, not telling other people their job but Pat Ryan needs to be looking at people like Robbie at this stage he, like he's, his potential is you know he's, he's got he's got feet he's got the eye it's just his confidence and when that comes he will be a car player of the future I think Ty DC is going that yes. direction too like you've got good young lads there coming on the scene I'm only seeing it for my first year but like Cork have a lot of talent coming through and what I like lately there there's a bit of physicality in this championship this year and I think that'll stand to Cork senior hurlers as you go along because there's lots of hits out there there's no one looking for frees there's actually you know everybody's taking them and giving them and that's the way monster hurling is in my view that when you look at like Claire tips Limericks it's, it's a big physical game and Cork are now going in that right direction so from our point of view we're in a county final we're in a league final as well which is great for, 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 for still has to yeah, yeah. but we're, we're actually from our, the club's point of view it's great to be at that level again but when I came to them first they had been beaten in the semi-final that was our first job we wanted to get over that semi-final stage we got out of a group of death we're in won a semi-final a quarter-final a very good quarter-final and a tough semi-final there today but we still have to play if we want to win a county final. How much of a help was the Immokalee game? I mean, I th- what yeah. did you draw from that? I think looking at it, um, Aaron's, Aaron's own actually had no game going into yeah, it. So I, like, if you look at the games we've won this year, they've been very, very hard battles. They've been fought to the wire. We were down in some of them. So I think our fellas knew there was stuff in the tank there and there was energy there. And as well as that, there was a calmness in it, which, you know, today we didn't have to call in it because we weren't six or seven points down. But I think those games are good for teams that when the you know you, you can keep that level not panic 
keep calm and under pressure keep knowing that you're fighting to the end and I think there those last Imokili game was just uh, going to penalties everything the, the roller coaster of emotions on that one really helped today as well because you knew there well it was the last 10 minutes was okay you were in control but at the end of it I think our lads have learned from the games we've played through. Great Louis thanks for that Louis you mentioned the semi-final last year which was before your time obviously yes. but it was, it was a bit of a classic but it was but it's never a classic no, when you lose no, and they conceded four goals yeah, and that's what I was just going to say was the outgoing the opposition kind of a key well, consideration to be honest the, the, the stopping the goals was the key thing yeah. like, when I went up there first I, I didn't want to be conceding goals I, I mean, four goals and how can you win leaking through the middle right yeah. so that's been a big part of our campaign so far is the defending the tackling the hooking the blocking so that we if you're looking at it we're not conceding too much at yeah. the moment <laughs> I have my bread before you go to yeah, yeah. but it's it's working on that and then that's a platform to get the ball up yeah. to people who I think we're okay on a scoring point of view if you can get the ball yeah. And like John did a good enough job in Robbie yeah, in the first half, yeah. but the, the swap was that what you were saying yes. was getting the better ball in. I, then I think the, the ball he had the ball in for the first yes. goal. Like. And, and I was worried about Robbie. You, know, you watch last year when Robbie went in full forward, he got three goals against the bars. Yeah, yeah. So you knew that threat is always there. Yeah. And like any team, they're watching Alan. You're watching Robbie. You're watching the county influence, yeah. which every team watches. But at the end of it all, I think today we just played like we played a little bit better cohesion as a team. Yeah. And we took the goals like yeah. I like Ty DC's goal like Michael Holland's pull on the ball yeah, yeah. like that too but overall I think the edge of the, the three goals was the difference between the two yeah. teams today. and like when you have four fillers contributing yeah. five points or more like it's, yeah. it's, it's great it was like a good the, spread in our forward yeah. line scoring today but I would have liked a bit more out of the midfield to be honest with you okay. I thought we would have, should have got more on the breaks yeah. like I was worried in the first half they got on the break and ball from their puck outs because yeah. going into the game their puck outs was a big issue that yeah. long puck out big men winning high yeah. ball but we were hoping to get on the breaks but I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get on as, as many as we should have in the first half so, so, overall into a final which is, is a good place to be yeah just going into the final obviously like yeah. you mentioned you have a lot to improve on but it says a lot about where you are so if you score 321 and you have a lot to improve on yeah the, the scores came today with the goals but I think what I mean by improving is we're making mistakes and we're giving away we're spilling scores that we shouldn't be spilling and that's what I think I need to improve on is is the turnovers of the score like there was one Malie down there in front of our goal at one stage she's like you know anything could have happened like I'll, I'll take a deep breath because there's three lads who could have scored but we snuffed it but it's just we need to improve on slight areas and then maybe if we could play more consistent for longer like we're playing in spells like even against the first game against the bars we played breathtaking stuff for 15 minutes and then what happened was we faded so I know it's not fitness it's it's the pattern of play to play for a full 60 minutes to get a good performance together or the, you know, the Carlsberg performance or whatever everybody wants the perfect performance yeah good good like being honest we, we played the, the bars they beat us we played Newtown we beat them by a point two good very very good teams I think you'll see a tight game um wouldn't be surprised if, if um, Newtown came over. The bookies and everyone are saying the bars, but the local rivalry they tell me down here, they, they, we're neutral, we're sitting on the fence. That's Louis Mulqueen, the Black Rock boss. Uh, getting his prediction wrong, um, it was uh, the Rockies, uh, or it was St. Finbars, who booked their place in the final, and that is going to be a, a slobber knocker of uh, a final on the 16th. Uh, Black Rock, St. Finbars, storied city rivals. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic occasion. Cannot wait uh, for that game. Now, 
you heard Andrew Horgan there asking the questions uh, he was down in Parky Creek for us and just at the full time whistle of the second game that's in from Bar's victory uh, give him a call just to talk about the two games alright for more on the two games uh, Andrew Horgan uh, who is covering the games for us is on the line now Andrew we'll start with the, the second game and a big win for St Finbar's and uh, they look very very good indeed yeah they did it's just finished here now Parky Creek and St Finbar's have uh, romped to victory really uh, 2.25 to 0.20 at full time and uh, Newtown Trandrum didn't really help themselves they had two sendings off as well but the bars were really impressive uh, Ben Cunningham in particular uh, with a, he got a great goal at the beginning of the second half really killed the game but um, no the same thing bars looked good they were worthy victors and, and he said it wasn't really a test from the end and a crucial victory and um, sets up a really good final with Blackrock to come certainly does indeed um, the first red card for Newtown Chandram I was watching on the examiner stream the lads were kind of debating it and saying that maybe it looked like a harsh red card uh, what was your view of it? yeah it's a bit like a, a miles away, up for, away from it up here in the stand but um, yeah it, it seemed quite harsh as well and um, I said it, it is a shame like the same thing bars were in complete control at the time I think it was 110 to 1 point so like the bars sorry, were in complete control and yeah it's just a shame that they really um, halts them of any chance of um, of Newtown Shandrum come back into the game but yeah it seemed quite harsh and it, at the one as well right at the end was uh, the second sending off um, just kind of another off the wall incident but um, yeah I think Newtown Shandrum, Newtown Shandrum will feel quite hard done by but um, I said it was not taking nothing away from the bars I said they were coming Complete control of that stage, and they ended up losing in the end. Yeah, even before Connor Toomey's red card, after uh, what was it, like 15, 16 minutes, the bars were in control at that stage. Like they were one nine to a point up, and they were motoring. Yeah, I said Ben Cunningham really impressive with a number of great scores from play and from uh, set pieces. But um, yeah, Brian Hayes with the goal as well uh, took it really well after he blasted it into the roof of the net. And yeah, I said before that sending off, it was one ten to one point. So. The bars were absolutely flying. They hadn't hit a wide hardly at the beginning as well in that time. So, no, they were full credit for the for the win. And um, yeah, as I said the second half was really uh, Ben Cunningham's goal at the beginning of the second half to really settle any potential nerves because Newtown turned from fairness to them. Even with the man down, they did go in a run of nine points to three. Um, so they did try and claw their way back into the contest, but then Cunningham's goal just finished it. That was what I was going to say as well. Yeah, Newtown Challenge just never gave up across the, the course of the hour in fairness to them. They battled hard, as you mentioned, which is a hard thing to do when you're down to 14 and then down to 13. And when you're losing, it's hard for them too. But the heart that Newtown Shandrum showed deserves a lot of credit today. Yeah, absolutely. And even right at the end, it was a bit unlucky. Um, they actually missed a penalty to Tim O'Mahony. So again, it just showed that they were really fine until the end. For only playing for pride at that stage and to keep the score down but um, no it was a brilliant save from the, the Bears keeper Brian Hurley to, to deny them the goal but um, yeah as I said fair play to them as I said it could have been a lot worse in the scoreline uh, than it was mm. in the end considering they were down to 14 for a long time and then 13 but um, no they kept fighting until the end and um, yeah in the end they just um, didn't have enough the Bears were deserved winners and it's going to be an all-city final now as well St Finbars versus Black Rock which is a mouth-watering tie in prospect in the final in a couple of weeks time um, Black Rock in action the earlier game against Aaron Zone again comfortable enough winners uh, the Rockies today and they look good as well yeah they did and we spoke to the manager afterwards uh, Louis McQueen and again he wasn't particularly impressed with their performance and said they have a lot to work on and that says a lot when they, considering they scored 321 in the day and um, now they would deserve victors as well. Half time, it looked fairly tight actually between the two sides. It looked like they were going um, neck on neck and there was only one point between them. But 
three goals for the Rockies in the second half of tight DC, Robbie Cotter, Michael Haller, and um, was enough to send them through to the final. And that proved to be the difference in the scores in the end of the day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, as you said, it sets up a really, really big <laughs> final against the Bears. First time the Bears and the Rockies have met in the final since 1982. And they said the Bears will be looking for their first title since 93. Rockies looking for their first title since 2020. So mm. now it's going to be a really interesting final. And said both sides really impressed today and high scoring as well. And for the Bears to be fighting on both fronts as well, Andrew, I mean, like they're into the uh, the football semi-finals um, next week as well. I mean, like it's 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 huge, isn't it? I mean, like for a club like um, St. Finn Bears, the history that they have of being a dual club, for them to be back at the very highest level uh, in the in the championships is fantastic. Yeah, it is, and you can see there's a real sense of and a buzz around the club at the moment. Like I'm, I'm still in Parky Grieve, and you can see the crowd onto the pitch, and you know, I'm absolutely loving what's going on with the Bears at the moment, and. Yeah, I said uh, the footballers have taken a lot of shine away from the hurlers, and rightly so. And last year, getting to the winning the county and winning the monster as well. But now the hurlers are right there now with them, and instead into the final now, and they said their first final since '93 as well, when that was the last time they won it. So I'm sure they'd be looking to end that long wait for a, a county title. And I said you wouldn't put a if you ask past the footballers joining them in the final in the next year and or next when they play next week and. Um, That'd be a, what an achievement that would be if they were to be in the two finals and obviously they would then they'd want to go on and win the two of them as well Yeah, Toker is going to be buzzing over the next couple of weeks as is BlackRock as we look forward to this final it's going to be a massive crowd in Parky Quay for that one it's going to be a great battle on the day and with two sides who are in such good form as we saw today Andrew and putting up big scores as well it promises to be an absolute cracker of a final Yeah, absolutely Um Putting bet against the bridge and going all the way, even takes time, and maybe another penalty shootout between the team in the championship <laughs> already. But um, no, I said it promises to be a great game, and I said they have a few weeks now to prepare for it. And I said two incredibly talented sides, a lot of great players, and I said two high scoring games today. And um, yeah, it promises to be an absolutely brilliant game. So. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Andrew, thanks for talking to us, buddy. No problem, thanks very much. Andrew Horgan there talking to us earlier from uh, Parky Cueve as uh, he reports on uh, two wins, two big wins today for the two city sides to set up uh, an all-city affair in the Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Championship final. It will be Black Rock versus St. Finbar's in Parky Cueve on Sunday, the uh, October the 16th at 4 o'clock, uh, preceded uh, by the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final of Inniscarra and Castlemarter, and that will be another cracking day of hurling down in the park. Uh, right, we are going to talk uh, ladies football now. The ladies football senior A semi finals today. Mornabi beating Ahada 115 to 5. Aerog beating Bride Rovers 513 to 11 points. So, big win for Aerog. It'll be a repeat of Mornabi and Aerog in the finals as they met in last year's decider as well. We are going to hear now from uh, Lisa Crowley, the Aerog goalkeeper. She was in conversation with Jur at the final whistle. I'm here with the victorious Aero goalkeeper Lisa Crawley following her side's Cork LGFA Senior A Football Championship semi-final win over Bright Rovers. Lisa, congratulations. Job done. Clean sheet for the goalkeeper. Some excellent saves. But a real tough battle despite the, the scoreline. Thanks, sure. Yeah, look, we always have a very tough battle with Bright Rovers. It was the exact same last year. We got very lucky with a couple of goals. And we knew, like, coming down today, it was going to be a massive battle. And it was. Like, they have some exceptional players. Katie Quirk, Leah Hallen, and Grace Kearney. Um, and you know they really tested us we probably got a very good start and that really helped us settle Um, and from there it kind of gave us a little bit of space so look we're absolutely delighted now to be in a county final next Saturday 
Yeah, fantastic to be back there again. But as you said, the start, the hat trick in the first half from Emer Scali. But just the way you went about your business, turning over possession, winning those penalties, that's the kind of intensity you'll need to bring for 60 minutes. You know yourself the next day. Yeah, 100% like. And, you know, we've been targeting a 60 minute performance for the last couple of weeks. Um, it hasn't always happened for us, but we feel like we're building. So we feel like we're in a really good place. And we, you can hear them behind me, like we're really looking forward to next week now and just seeing how far we can go. Like, um, we have an exceptional team. Like you mentioned, Emer Scali there, like, you know she gave us a brilliant start but we have so many good players through every single line and we have such a brilliant panel as well like we had a couple of injuries there um, before the throwing and like girls just slotted in seamlessly like which was brilliant you know there was no nerves we knew we had girls we could trust so it really is a panel effort at the end of the day Speak of nerves just la- finally I mean there, sh- there will be nerves before a county final like any club like any footballer yeah. like yourselves but the fact that you've already faced Moran Abbey in a county final will that make it that bit easier that you know it's ahead? Yeah look I think there's no secrets who we're up against like they're a phenomenal team um, we know them pretty well at this stage and vice versa so look we know we're getting they're exceptional they've won so many titles over the last few years but I suppose for us like the main focus is ourselves we know we have to bring a, a massive performance next week but you know we believe that we can do that so we're just going to be back to training Tuesday night get the recovery in and we go again Excellent stuff all the best in the final Thanks very much sir Yeah that's Lisa Crowley our old goalkeeper speaking after uh, today's win uh, over Brad Rovers 5.13 to 11 points as uh, Lisa was mentioning there a hat-trick uh, for uh, Emer Scali two of those were penalties or Cahillan Laura Cleary also on target for Airog as they reached their uh, second consecutive county final going to hear now from their manager and that is Donald Cronin uh, Donald first of all congratulations another county final beckons for Airog and deservedly so how happy were you with the start that you got and also with the overall performance I like I suppose <laughs> you know, and um, we had a great start today. Like we knew, Bright Rovers would come, and um, I, I'd say they they really fancied their chances of winning it. And a good start was critical today, so it was it was brilliant. It was it was it was bonus stuff, really. Yeah. You know, yeah, like two goals inside five, f- yeah. first couple of minutes is yeah. the best start you want. But the intensity in the way he turned over possession, you must have been really happy with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we we showed up. We were ready for the game, and we were without a few starters like Isabel Sheehan and Maeve Callan weren't able to start. Rebecca Sheehan went out very early, so we were out three of our starting backs practically most of the game. So we'd be very very happy with with everything about the game today. You know, and I suppose games peter out. I suppose in some bit, but I think we I think we kept at it um, as 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 good as we could and we showed a good appetite for, for battle today and um, you need that you know going into a county final and we'd be, we'd be very happy to be in another county final back to back and deservedly so I mean uh, you've played really well consistently this year now you know the four that you're facing across uh, once again you know them well um, they've come through their semi-final over Ahada does it help for the younger players to have played a county final already coming into it or does it, is it a whole new ball game oh no like last year was Last year was, you know, it was nearly, it was all new and there was a lot of excitement um, about it and, uh, you know, there was definitely nerves and there was the new thing and there was parky cueve and there was lights and it, there was a lot of, there was a lot of distractions, I'm sure, to be fair. And I've no doubt that, you know, we could have handled that a bit better, but um, this year it's just, it's another game and I'm, I'm not diminishing the county final or anything, but um, we're just delighted to be back in a county final this is where we wanted to be and um, and, we're, and we're there now and um, obviously our target at the start of the year was to win the county and that remains the same All the best on that Thank you Joe.
That's Donald Cronin there, our old manager, speaking to Jer after uh, their win today that sees them into the final 5 13 to 11 points. They'd be proud of as they'll face uh, Moran Abbey, who beat Ahada 115 2 2 5. And in the senior B semi finals, they finished Clannock Kilty 2 9, Kinsale 1 8 from Y 2 12, St. Val's 15 points. Don't forget, Jer McCarthy, the hardest working person in the business, back with the Women in Sport podcast this coming Thursday afternoon at 12 uh, on redfm.ie or subscribe to the Big Red Bench uh, from wherever you get your podcasts and it'll pop up in our feed there. Uh, all right, more Gaelic games uh, last night. The uh, Cope Superstores Premier Junior Hurling Championship uh, semi final uh, tracked in defeating Kill Britain in a high scoring classic 125 to 27 points. That is just a one-point win for Tracton. It was absolutely thrilling, thrilling stuff indeed. And now they will face Bally Giblin in the final in Parky Quaves, Saturday, October 15th. That will start at 5pm. This is Jar speaking to their manager, Frank Hickey. Uh, I'm standing here with the victorious Tracton manager, Frank Hickey, following an absolute epic Premier Junior Hurling semi-final. First of all, Frank, congratulations. Uh, what does this mean? because I'm not going to ask you to try and analyse that after extra time 127 to 25 points what does this mean for Tracton? means everything for Tracton fellas were laughing at me last year I said hurling is like a religion in Tracton it literally is look look at all the supporters the young, the young fellas running around here today that, speak, that speaks volumes look it, it's for the parish we love our hurling out south in Tracton look we've had hard times over the last few years we've a great bunch of lads good bunch of supporters very proud of the lads today talk to me about Kilbritton because it's one thing to say a team pushes you all the way but right up to the very last minute of yeah, extra time look, look we knew coming out today what Kilbritton will bring I mean they're like county final last year I think county semi-final last year I think both teams that beat them won the county outstanding coach great setup. Like like they're brilliant you saw there in the second half what they brought or sorry in the, in the extra time like, yeah. they, like steel heart determination everything like so so look I'm not surprised with what Kilbritton brought to the table today you know Bally Giblin in the final they've also come through against uh, extra time against Russell Rovers I know you haven't had time to even no. think about that but the build up to a final having come through extra time and what your team had to do yeah. to dig deep today how yeah. important is that going to be? It's huge I mean that now will stand to us massively I don't know as the final in our two or, two or three weeks so look we'll build we've two weeks now to settle down steady the ship we'll have a right good go at the final finals are for winning so we're going to drive on put everything into this final we have no illusions against Bally Giblin how good they're going to be Right, we, we we have a massive battle, but look, we look after our own side of the house, and uh, we'll have a cut off it. That's all we can do. Congratulations and best of luck in the final. <laughs> the big red bench on Cork Red FM and uh, yeah tracking into that final low against Bally Giblin in a couple of weeks time right still to come on the show we are going to look back on Ireland's defeat uh, to Scotland last night we're going to talk about Claire Shine's last game of professional football and we'll hear from Leona Maguire all before 7 o'clock The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM the Big Red Bench on Corks with FM and it's right here with you until 7pm uh, this evening and uh, we're going to talk football now and uh, pressure mounting on Stephen Kenny a bit after uh, defeat uh, to Scotland in the uh, Nations League last night losing 2-1 after going ahead uh, Cork's John Egan putting Ireland ahead but Scotland winning by two goals to one a big part of that was the uh, the penalty decision against uh, Alan Brown uh, for handball which Stephen Kenny wasn't happy but we'll hear a little bit from the gaffer and then we'll hear from uh, Dylan uh, O'Connell he's going to talk to us about the game and also the retirement of uh, Claire Shine. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough game to lose from our point of view I think in the first half we we, we showed uh, real maturity you know I felt uh, we had a high degree of control like overall in, in the first half and 
scored a good goal you know a very good goal that was disallowed and Troy Paris and he managed obviously John Egan got the goal and um, we were comfortable in possession and I felt we didn't really concede too many chances in the first half and had you know a lot of possession and I felt the, the team played well I was just very disappointed to concede five minutes into the second half and I was actually taught we started the second half well and uh, um, obviously from Scotland's point of view it's a good goal with centre half joining in in, in from, from deep but we were disappointed with that and obviously the, cr- the crowd really got up and got behind the team in a major way and Scotland have good players in midfield um, and they, they sort of went into the ascendancy then but I thought we responded well like and created some excellent chances some really good chances that we we, 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 we would have wanted to capitalise on and we just couldn't quite do that so the penalty itself is contentious you know so it's just one of those uh, it's very harsh Do you think it was a penalty? No I think I think it's, uh, looking at looking at it there just seeing it just before I came in um, it seems that Alan Brown has been it, it, it appears that Alan Brown has been you know pushed by by a Scottish player that has resulted in him raising his hands to to in an unnatural position if you like which is from point blank it is it is very congested alright but it seems that's the case in terms of the, the way the game changed in the in the second half why do you think it changed so much? Um, I think the goal was the factor, obviously the second or their equaliser. As I said, I thought we started well in the in the, in the, and, and, and that was a, that was a factor. Um, Scotland showed their quality probably in the midfield area. Um, they showed their quality in the midfield area, and uh, you know we we weren't as cohesive as we were in the first half uh, found it difficult to break their press if you like um, and we probably didn't capitalise on two on two situations enough as we Alright we're joined now from uh, Scotland by our good pal Dylan O'Connell of The Echo to talk about Ireland versus Scotland we're going to get on to that uh, shortly first off though Dylan I want to talk about Claire Shine's final game because you were there at that uh, Glasgow City in action this afternoon as uh, they beat uh, Hearts by two goals to nil um, it was Claire Shine's last game it was obviously an emotional day but first off Dylan her um her retirement announcement, I think, just caught a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, like talking to people on the ground today, people kind of were genuinely kind of taken aback by by the suddenness of the announcement. But like I spoke for after the game there, and the copy will be in the Echo. For uh, will be on the Echo more likely later on this evening. And she see, she seemed look, it's the right decision for her. It's what she wanted, and like look, it's she knows what's best for her, and which is fantastic. Yeah, she's like very publicly gone through like a very tough time over the last three years, and it looks like she's, I suppose, in a good place. She had um, released her her book not so long ago, which is a fantastic read, and it's a, a, a very good help for people who might be struggling with similar issues uh, to Claire. But I suppose above all else, then she's going out on her own terms, I guess. Yeah, and like you can't ask that more. Like you can't ask that as a footballer. Like she's leaving. She leaved Glasgow as a serial winner. She scored the winning goal in two, the one cup final. She had a hat trick in another cup. And like today, I think 
like she's not just going out her own time though. I think she's going out in such a positive place as well. Like when she left the pitch today, there was I say the amount of young girls who went up there were signs. There was kids crying because they didn't want her to leave the club. It was so lovely and heartwarming to see because at the top of the growth of women's sport, like she's a genuine hero in women in sport. And when you spoke to her there, Dylan, a while ago, was she emotional? Was she proud? How 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 was she feeling? And she was emotional, which is understandable considering she's hanging up the boots after a ten-year playing career. But she was also, I suppose, kind of excited because, like, she has a new one over the foundation, and she was genuinely like looking forward to it and opening up to new pastures. She mentioned she wants to go travelling, and she said she might rule out playing for Sunday League team. So I'd say Douglas Hall, get on for it as soon as you can. <laughs> but uh, I know she wants to stay in Glasgow at the moment because she has the job. But she has a lot of avenues open to her. She wants to do some more courses as well, do mental health and and other things. So she's quite excited and I'm really excited for her yeah exactly and like you think of Claire Shine I remember her goal in the 2017 Cup Final for Cork City that fantastic strike from a tight angle yeah like people like Cork City women they're 10 years old at the club but like that goal and that Cup Final was always like I suppose their crowning glory for the first 10 years that people still talk about that the goal that was just such a great day for Cork history Cork City won the League and Cup double and Claire Shine won Cork City women the first ever trophy and like it really kind of asserted the club nationally that day. Yeah, fantastic stuff indeed. And we wish Claire uh, the very, very best indeed for her future. And hopefully, we'll talk to Claire ourselves uh, in the coming weeks. Um, Ireland last night, Dylan. Um, it was a good game of football, I have to say. I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Um, not the result that Ireland wanted, and uh, I suppose just a couple of lapses in concentration. The big talking point, and we heard from uh, Stephen Kenny there just a while ago, was um, the awarding of the penalty, which he didn't feel was a penalty for handball. Um, Alan Brown judged to have handled the ball. What was your view on it in the stadium, and uh, what do you think now after watching it back in the replays? Like we watched the back in the replay straight away in VAR and like look we saw it the ball did hit Alan's hand inside the area and like which is a stonewall which is a stonewall penalty so like I do sympathise with Alan there because we saw hints of a push though but like you know some referees will give it some referees won't it was also a home game and the stadium was so loud last night I don't care what people say in football sometimes the referee's opinion is swayed by the home the home team I think when there's a 50-50 decision like that but especially when you have like over 50,000 people roaring at you so like I do sympathise with Alan there massively but his hand did connect with the ball mm, definitely did yeah it looked like that's me and it looked like it was a handball unfortunately overall Dylan um, do you think Scotland were the better team or Ireland unlucky on the night I think Ireland were lucky like if you look at like let's say Troy Paris scored the goal that was offside then he got into that 2-1-3-1 situation and had a shot save or put out for a corner by Craig Gordon and like Ireland were quite good in Paris Scotland were quite good in Paris but people I don't think even realised last night was the average age of the Irish starting 11 was 24.3 and 7 of that starting 11 all came through Kenny's under 21s so that was a very young team who put it up to a very experienced Scottish team but like Ryan Christie uh, Kieran Tierney even Craig Gordon's close to the 40s who doubled Gavin Bazunu's age who might just get Craig Gordon's age so like it's uh, for a young team I feel like they were out of the steam but it was, it was small individual errors like you know uh, they were all caught ball. They were they were all caught ball watching, which led to the header for the equalising goal. There was, I suppose, they had they responded very well. And they brought on Chidoza, so there were bursts and there were periods Ireland played well, but they got done by small mistakes. But this is a very young team. Mm. I had thought Chidoza like Benny was going to start uh, last night, but he wasn't. He was captain reserved, and he made a big difference when he came on last night, though. Oh, massively! Like I'm actually James Brazier didn't start. He scored five goals for Rotherham United in since the start of the season. 
and it was like with respect to Troy Parrott I think Troy Parrott's played 10 times for Preston and he hasn't scored just looking at his stats last night so like it, Chidoza is a form striker and like I'd love to have seen him play because Michael Obafemi was able to hold the ball up really well like you saw with the 2v1 with the extra break to put that into a Chidoza with his finishing ability so like and like I'd love to see him play like play a little bit more in that role because when he came on he tore Scott the new one mm-hmm. like within five minutes he won a free kick yeah he worked very very hard indeed I mean like I, I, again I thought he was start- he'd probably start on Tuesday night then, wouldn't he I'd, I'd imagine so like I suppose well, like, he'd probably go for the same way like, 3-5-2 formation Chidoza considering the impact he had would yeah. definitely I'd say once it definitely starts because I said McLean has no hope of starting last night look what happened Um so like I'd imagine Chidoza will start because it's front of the home crowd as well and like with respect Parrot is out of form compared to Chidoza yeah certainly so um, as we mentioned Stephen Kenny uh, not happy with the penalty decision very frustrated overall um, like kind of gathering today then just from looking on social media and even just talking to people I guess that the pressure may be growing on Stephen Kenny after last night's defeat I think I suppose he, his original ambition last night was his original ambition for the campaign was to win the Nations League group. And Ken already asked the question last night uh, of like your ambition was to win the group and now earn earn a relegation playoff. You, but like we, if we beat Armenia on Tuesday night, Ireland will have two wins, a draw, and three defeats. Which like, do we need to lower expectations for again who we are as a country? Are we overestimating ourselves? It's quite hard. It's quite hard to gauge, but. The thing with Irish football, I find, is in, in the generalisation, is they said all or nothing. Where mm. like I remember, we were we went eight games and beaten from from like June, from after the Portugal game we got beaten two one, and then we got beaten. Then Ireland got beaten at the start of June by Armenia, and straight away everyone back to crisis. So there's no happy medium in Irish football. Stephen Kenny's under pressure, and like I asked him this before, he said he's he's always under pressure. But like the the, the big, I suppose his judgment will be the Euro twenty twenty four qualifiers. That will be his like. Like his contracts will be in that that campaign anyway, but like that's everything is building towards that. As you mentioned, the wooden spoon game to come against Armenia. What will be a, uh, I suppose, not much to play for. I guess I suppose uh, on Tuesday night against Armenia, I can't imagine there's going to be much of a crowd. I can't imagine there's going to be a big atmosphere at the Aviva Stadium, which brings its own challenges. But yeah, it, like you want to beat Armenia at least, get this like just finish the Nations League with a bit of positivity heading into what will be a long winter. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, the win, it's, it's, I suppose, it can get Saturday's defeat out of their system completely. Uh, just, you know, wipe the history with that. Even, like, relegation is a word of football. I don't think any football wants to have on their CV. You interview any football, they'd always say they do, they do not want relegation on their CV. Like, last night, the chant inside the stadium was England's going down after they got relegated in their Nations League group. So, like, I don't want, I suppose the squad won't that, want that, first and foremost, to be surrounded with them. But, the word relegation because like that would could have a knock on effect to the momentum and confidence going into their European qualifiers like and that is that will be the I suppose the measure of Stephen Kenny and how far he actually has taken the team if they don't at least get a playoff spot from Germany 2024 exactly yeah so I suppose it's, it's kind of hard I suppose to I suppose well how would you judge Ireland's nations I mean like it has obviously been poor but has Stephen Kenny unearthed players has he unearthed his system has he honed his tactics during these games how do you feel it's gone like the 3-5-2 seems to be working or some variation of the 3 at the back like John Egan seems to be taken taken to it like taken to that role as being the dominating uh, centre back dominating centre back play, uh, spraying balls out to the, to the back and we did have teething problems in the team itself like you know we we 
Kelher came in, we then Kazunu back in. So we're still trying to work in a few things. I imagine Kazunu will be the long term, uh, will be a long term goalkeeper for Ireland. But like, the fact that positive, the positive negative. But again, it is the Nations League. A lot of teams are using this kind of experiment. Mm. So like, it's not to be all and end all because again, like the measurement of success is qualifying for a World Cup or European Championships. And like the loss in Armenia, it was a poor loss in the end of the day. There's no dispute in that. The loss against Ukraine in Dublin, the team were incredibly flat. I was up there that night. It was their team were incredibly flat. Against Scotland, it was the opposite. They were incredibly dynamic. Against Ukraine, it was the same thing. But it, but it's the same mistake as well. Ireland keep having. Oh, they start really well. They listen to fame games. They did it against Portugal in the two-one game in the Faroes last September. They conceded straight at the start of the second half again last uh, yesterday evening, which they did against Ukraine as well away from home. So you seem to see the same problems. Even Scotland scored for a cross last night. So did Portugal last year. Uh, was it a cross into the box? Out did Kelleher in the but did Kelleher in the one that lost to Ukraine. So you can see familiar problems and problems repeating themselves. So it's up there to Kenny, can they actually work on those? He has a system. Can he get out the chinks from the armour before the European qualifiers? Excellent, then we'll leave it there. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Roy. It was a pleasure to talk uh, to our pal Dylan O'Connell there of the Echo, and he was in uh, Glasgow last night um, for, or, or he was in Hamden last night for last night's game, and was in Glasgow today for Clare Shine's last game. Um, announcing yesterday on social media that uh, she was going to call it um, a day, um, uh, kind of. Uh, uh, surprised a lot of people I guess but uh, she said in her statement as athletes we have always have high standards and push ourselves to the limit every time we step onto the pitch I've given football everything I have for the last 22 years incredible highs but also intense lows throughout the last few years I've struggled both mentally and physically to reach the demands as a professional footballer and with that I've decided it's time for me to put myself first and step away from football my happiness and well-being needs to come first and I'm excited to begin the next chapter of my life I'd like to thank everyone who's played a part in my incredible journey as a footballer and who supported me through the good times and the bad I'm proud of everything I've achieved I'm looking forward to new beginnings and setting new goals thank you for everything uh, with love Claire Shine so that was her statement on social media yes they went out uh, played 75 minutes uh, for uh, Glasgow City today in their 2-0 win over Hearts with subs so standing ovation from all the crowd now she gave an interview to um, Glasgow City's media team going to play just a little bit of that and about Claire talking about her decision yeah no I'm fine I'm okay I'm always okay (laughs) Well, Claire, I didn't think I'd say the words, but calling time on your playing career after the game on Sunday against Hearts, um, how does it feel that you've made that decision? You know, I think it's been a long time coming. Um, it's been something that's been on my mind for quite some time now. Um, you know, I always had that six-year-old uh, in my head telling me to follow my dreams, but you know, emotionally and physically, over the last number of years, I have like really struggled in regards to football. And it's just not sustainable for me uh, anymore. And it's, you know, I have to put my happiness and my well-being first. And, you know, I want to explore other opportunities and, yeah, open a new chapter of my life. So it's something I am looking forward to. Obviously, I'm going to miss the girls and um, and being on the pitch with them, you know. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, it's time to put myself first. We'll come to all those reasons shortly, but... I think everyone will want to look back in a positive sense of, of the number of years you've been at this football club and you won't be disappearing either, which we'll come to as well. Let's just start back 
May 2015 when you first joined the club I know you're probably thinking I can't remember back then um, you're kind of on the cusp of being a, a, a maybe potentially a full Irish international playing in Ireland you know so good at multiple sports in Ireland How, can you remember the approach Glasgow City made and, and the process of coming to the club um, really in the years but yeah so Denise O'Sullivan was playing here um, in 2015 and she had been in touch with me about coming over and um, I you know jumped at the opportunity uh, myself and Katie McCabe came over on trial um, at the same time and you know they showed interest in both of us and uh, it was an opportunity that I didn't want to let down and you know I uh, jumped at it straight away and within two weeks I think I was over um, and I had signed my first contract. That's Claire Shine there speaking uh, to Glasgow City's media team. It's well worth checking out that interview. It's very, very interesting um, to listen to. But yeah, Claire Shine calling it today uh, from professional football after uh, today's 2-0 win over Hearts. And as I mentioned, with Dylan Nackold against um, in the um, the FA Cup final of uh, 2017. It was just absolutely fantastic stuff it was just thrilling to be able to see that in the flesh and um, just to see that goal and it was a, a goal just I suppose just befitting of the occasion it was absolutely fantastic stuff it was a fantastic uh, goal and uh, yeah it was a fantastic uh, occasion uh, fant- <laughs> I'm saying fantastic a lot but that goal uh, just really stands out to me it's one of my favourite goals of all time I'm one of Claire Shine's goals so yeah fantastic yeah said it again alright gonna wrap up the show gonna hear from uh, Leona Maguire uh, speaking uh, to uh, actually O'Reilly following our final round at the KPMG Women's Irish Open at Tomorrow Castle. Fiona, it's nice to see you still smiling. Wow, you really gave it everything out there. Yeah, I gave it all I could this week. Um, Friday was the killer round and it wasn't to be, but really proud of how I came back at the weekend. Tried my very best um, and, and tried to give as much, much as I could to the fans that had come out to support. And were you aware coming to that last few holes that you were really in contention? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be close. I knew I was kind of running out of time a little bit, but was just trying to make as many birdies as I could. And 16 was playing a bit tougher today, so was 18. Um, so probably needed an eagle on one of those. But um, yeah, I mean, a little bit short, but overall very, very happy with my week. On round two, it, it didn't go your way, but you really came out fighting once again and you hit a brilliant score, a 65 best of the day on round three. So you really just kept fighting the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, you never give up no matter what. You always try to, to be better than you were the day before and um, really proud of how I dug in this weekend and, and really made a go, good go of it. Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. That is Leo Maguire speaking at the KPMG Women's Irish Open uh, at Jamolin Castle, as uh, she mentioned there. Just the first round, the opening round Friday was what did the damage, but fantastic performance from uh, Leona to get back into contention and uh, just coming up short in the end. All right, that's it from us for the show. Thank you very much indeed for listening to us this evening. We're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, folks. Uh, Green and Red's next. I will catch you next weekend. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.